ready for some fun. Hello there, my name is Blake Lindsay and I want to personally welcome you to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to communicate with many of our listeners and to receive your helpful feedback. If you want to comment on our podcast or suggest what you would like to hear, here's a telephone number. Please feel free to pick up the phone and call me at 1-800-527-0306. I'm excited about the podcast. Zig is going to remind us what we were probably like on our first date. Not just any date, but that date with someone extra special. Do you remember your first date with your spouse? As always, Zig is going to make us laugh and then make us thoughtful. As Zig shares how he and his redhead have continued for more than 60 years to show kindness and courtesy to each other. Let's listen to Zig Ziglar. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous. And I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. An anonymous author contributed this thought. Every husband and wife should remember that you go into marriage with your eyes open, but you'll stay in the marriage only if you keep them half shut. Obviously, this addresses the fact that you keep them half shut to your mate's faults and peculiarities. You obviously leave them wide open to your mate's good qualities and all acts of kindness and affection. Want to have a beautiful relationship? Want to have an exciting marriage? Want to have a loving marriage? Want to have fun in your marriage is the question. Then let me suggest that you start the whole courtship process over. Do you remember how it was when you first met? You remember? Ladies, you know, you went home and you said, Oh, Mom, I met him. You met who? Oh, Mom, the cutest boy. Oh, Mom. Now, he doesn't look like much, but Mom, you have absolutely got to see him. And you remember how it was, fellas, after you had met her and you'd gotten that first date and how excited you were. It was going to be next Thursday night, you remember? And the date was at 7 o'clock and you only lived five miles from her, but you cranked that old jalopy up at 6 o'clock just in case you had a flat. You don't want to be late. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened on the way down. 
you had that flat, and you got to walk two miles back to the service station to get the tire plugged up because you don't have a spare, and you realize you're running late, and so you call that little girl, and you say, Honey, I'm running a little bit late, but I'll be there. Don't worry. And you remember, ladies, how you responded when you said, Oh, that's okay, honey. I'm glad you called, though I would have been worried, but I'll be ready. And, of course, when he got there, you obviously were not ready. I mean, you made the rascal wait that respectful 15 minutes. You remember that. And you remember when you made that grand entrance on that first date, how you put that best foot forward? I mean, you came prancing out of there. You remember when all of that took place. And you know that little girl been running up and down those front steps every day for the last 19 years. But all of a sudden, you guys become concerned about her ability to negotiate those steps. I mean, you help the poor little thing down. Some of them are seven inches high. When you get out to the car, no female girl could be expected to open that monstrous thing. So you open it for her and you help the poor little thing in and you gently and snugly close that door. Do a double check on the seatbelt. Make absolutely certain she is secure and safe there in the confines of your automobile. You drive down to the movie and you load up on popcorn and peanuts and candy and, and the whole bit. You go in and you wolf yours down just absolutely as fast as you can and then you volunteer to help her. And you've been seated, you know, 30 or 40 minutes and you remember you had a little plan in the back of your mind. You remember you got tired of sitting there and you started to stretch. <laughs> you clever rascal, you. <laughs> and that hand just happened to drop in the right place. You remember when you were doing all of those things, how you would move heaven and earth. You'd plot and plan. You would do everything to get your beloved off by herself for 15 minutes, any time, any place, under any circumstances. And then one day you got married. Dr. George Crane says this, if you find yourself falling out of love, go back and court your mate like you did when you fell in love and you will fall back in love. Now I want to emphasize something. You might not agree with some of the steps that I advocate that you take, but the steps are not the important thing. I'm talking about a principle. What you want to do every day of your life for your mate is do something for your mate that your mate is totally capable of doing for themselves. If they can't do it, you have an obligation and a responsibility to do it. But if they can do it and you do it for them, you're saying, honey, I sure do love you. You're important to me. This reminds me of something that's important. Now, folks, I'm from another generation. I still say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. I still believe in some of the old-fashioned approaches to life. For example, in all the years the redhead and I have been married, I honestly don't think she's opened the car door for herself a dozen times when I was there. Now, obviously, she's capable of opening that car door. That's a simple thing to do. But I love to do it because every time I do it, it is a reminder to me. Here's the person I love. Here's somebody that's important to me. I take special delight in doing this little thing. Ladies, I've often said to wives that uh, if your husband gets out of that car and walks away without acting like the gentleman he ought to be, 
what you need to do is you just sit on that horn. You remind that rascal that he has a responsibility uh, to you. What it does, as I say, it really serves as a marvelous reminder. It really does. One of the things that I hold so important, and that's always, fellas, to keep your wife the most important person uh, when you're with anybody and everybody. From time to time, it happened as a matter of fact on this last trip out of town. From time to time, I'm picked up by a couple. And many times, the wife wants to sit in the back seat. On many occasions, the husband has even suggested that the wife sit in the back seat. I'm flattered that they want to honor me, but that is a misplaced concept on the part of that husband. Uh, his wife is the most important person on this earth to him. She occupies that seat up front by him. I would never dream of sitting in that seat if there is a wife along. Honor your wives, fellas. They will love you for it and respect you for it. I'm very capable. I spent 14 years in the cookware business. I'm a pretty fair cook. I could survive if I had to do all of my cooking. Uh, making hot tea in the morning uh, is kid stuff. I can turn on hot water and pour it over that bag as good as anybody <laughs> you've ever seen. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that in the morning as I'm finishing shaving, when the redhead says, Honey, are you ready for your tea? I said, Yes, I am. He said, I'll have it for you in just a moment. She loves to do it for me. It reminds her that, yes, I am important to her. A lot of nights when I get in, 9.30 or 10 o'clock, when I hit the front door, I can smell it, I mean, all over the house. That popcorn, and I have a passion for popcorn. I have an idea that I could pop popcorn. But what that says to me is, here's something I wanted to do for you. I know you could do it. But this is my way of saying, I was thinking about you while you were gone. I really do miss you. Welcome home, honey. It's the little things that make the big difference. I do a lot of traveling, as I'm sure many of you know. This past week, I had a pretty tough week. I spoke in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, finished late Tuesday night, ended up with four hours sleep, flew to Chicago all day touring and promoting my new book. It was hectic. I did not have time to eat, literally. I was scheduled to catch a 925 flight out. I got to the airport just a few minutes before departure. I was about to starve. They were not going to serve a meal on the plane. So I scooted around to the snack place to get me a... Uh, uh, you know, a sandwich, and then I remembered I spent a powerful lot of money on cab fares all over the place. I only had enough money left to pay my parking ticket at DFW. I had $2 beyond it. So I held a quick little pity party, nobly and boldly said, well, I'll just take an apple. And I got an apple, and it's all I had to eat. I got home. The plane was running late. I was absolutely exhausted. I headed for my car. I inserted the key and turned it on, and a big nothing. Zero. 
Oh, what a pity party I had then. And then I said, well, I'll just call the wrecker. They'll come crank me and then I'll go home. And then I remembered all I've got is enough money to get out of the airport. I called a super shuttle and finally they got there and I got home. It was awful late and I was so tired. I crawled in bed a little after 1.30. And as she always has done ever since we've been married, whether she's been asleep four minutes or four hours, she turned over. She gave me a hug. She said, I'm so glad you're home, honey. Now, it's not normal for a person 100% of the time to be awakened out of a deep sleep and be friendly and kind and gracious. <laughs> but 100% of the time, she's always done that. That's one of the main reasons that regardless of what time of night it is, if I can get home by 3 o'clock in the morning, I will come in and I will get that welcome home, honey. I'm glad you're here. If you were listening to Mr. Ziegler and thinking, man, I wish my mate and I were still as sweet and romantic with each other, let me tell you it can happen. You can get the loving kindness right back into your marriage. If you need more ideas how to do that, well, Zig has plenty more to share. Just visit our website at Ziegler.com and see what he has to offer in courtship after marriage. I hope you have a great week filled with love from someone special. This is Blake Lindsay, and until next week, live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.